helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is part two of the series Ungodless Spirits, and this week is about Ungodless Spirit, the spirit of Nabal. So we we ha- we want to go through the story of Nabal, and we want to look at some of the qualities that Nabal had that we see in men today. Last week's show, we talked about this uh, the spirit of Jezebel that is well known and that a lot of women get this bad name of ha- having the Jezebel spirits. But yes, there are spirits that men have or, or qualities that they have that we find in biblical characters as well. And today's show, as I said, is about the spirit of Nabal. But before we get further in today's show, let me welcome all of you who are listening to this broadcast today. Thank you very much for joining in to the Life Transformation Radio Show. For those of you who are first-time listeners, we thank you very much for tuning in this week, and we pray that you would you would tune in deliberately next week by 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 tuning in to CHRI at 9.30. We're on, yes, 9.30 every Monday morning. And if you are new, you may not know that I also have a co-host, and here she is, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Melissa Waggett. Melissa, welcome. It's good to see you again, Michael. Thanks for having me back in studio. It's my pleasure having you. This show would not be the same without you. And I know I get uh, comments all the time about Melissa and the wonderful job that she does. And people want to meet you. And so you're a bit of a mystery. So I'm so happy that recently your picture was posted on the CHRI site as a result of the... Uh, as a result of the 20-year the twenty year celebration. Yes, and very much congratulations to CHRI on their 20th year. And if you do cho- tune um, into their website, you can see a picture of me, for those of you who've been wondering what the face behind the voice looks like. And if you're joining us for the first time, you'll find very quickly that Michael and I have a lot of fun on these shows. We joke a lot together. We've become very, very good friends over the years examining these topics. And today's topic of looking at the ungodly spirit of Nabal will be um, nothing but enjoyable. We always have fun looking at these topics from a biblical perspective, but applying psychological principles as well. Because for those of who are just joining and may not realize, you're also a licensed psych- psychotherapist, Michael. Yes. And you do have a clinical practice here in Ottawa that I'd love for you to share. Okay, absolutely. So we, I'm the, the, the clinical Directed Elam Counseling Services, and we're a Christian organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. We have other therapists and staff as well who are well who are well trained to to meet a variety of mental health and couple related needs. So if you're in need of help, do not hesitate to contact us. Our contact number is 613-699-1677. You can also find out more about us by going to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. On the site, you'll have our email address. If you're one of those people who prefer to communicate by email, you can email us by, by going to our Website. There are also tons of, of interesting information on the website. We have close to 150 podcasts of past radio shows that we have done, and those are all available 
on the website. And so we encourage you to check that out at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always give us a call at 613-699-1677. So today, Michael, you've chosen Nabal as our example of an ungodly character from the Bible or someone with an ungodly spirit. Who is Nabal and where do we find him in the Bible? We find the story of Nabal in 1 Samuel chapter 25, and we are told, uh, 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 we are given a description about Nabal in the first few verses of chapter 25 of Samuel. One of the things that we know about him is that he was a very wealthy man. We also know, too, that his name described his character. We see from the story, if you read chapter 25, you can see that his name uh, goes before him and tell you what he's like. And his name is not a very flattering name. I wouldn't like to have, uh, have a, my, my name to be Nabal. And, and I guess it's a good reason why many people today do not name their children Nabal, because the name actually means fool or senseless. So as we go through this this show today and look at the ungodly spirit of Nabal, you're going to be seeing exactly why his name defines him and defines his character. So what kind of characteristics do we see in the story about Nabal that he exhibited that made him ungodly or something that we would want to identify in ourselves to hopefully steer clear from? One of the first thing that we see about Nabal in in this, in this chapter is that Nabal was a, made very bad decision. He's a person that made bad decisions. And one of the bad decisions that he made in this chapter is that he started a conflict with David, a conflict unnecessarily. He started a conflict because uh, he would not grant to David and his men who were in need of food, a supply of food. Now, the chapter tells us that that David and his men had protected Nabal's herdsmen. And so when it was time for him to reciprocate reciprocate the, the, the good deed to David, we are seeing that he refused. And he made these bad decisions that put his family at risk and created a situation where there could be a war. So as the story developed, we see that he insulted David's men who came to him asking for a supply of food and created a situation where now there was a war that was brewing, where David and his men with drawn swords were headed, headed for his family. So he made a bad decision to, to insult David, to, 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 to pick a fight with David and his men when he was in no match for David and his men. So in today's situation, this would represent men who have this spirit or men who make bad decisions that put their family at risk. And these kind of, there are many kinds of bad decisions. It could be bad financial decision. It could be bad spiritual decisions. And, and so it could be bad, bad decisions in terms of relationships that they, they, they started on godly relationships that they started outside the family. And all of these things put the family at risk. And so aside from making bad decisions, 
Nabal continued to live up to his name of being a bit of a fool and being a bit of bit senseless. What other characteristics do we see him exhibit? We see also that he he was selfish and insensitive. Like he had vast supply. The the Bible describes him as being very very wealthy. In verse two of chapter twenty five, we are told that he had three thousand sheep and a thousand goats, and he had he had such a such an abundance of supply. But he put his family at risk and refused to share what he had with David's men who were in need. So someone with who has this spirit of Nabal is someone who has the ability to be able to help others, has the ability to give. But they're they're selfish in that they're holding on very tightly to what they have, and so in today's in today's situation, there are people, there are men who God God has blessed with tremendous material possession, but they will not give to the church. They will fight with their wives if the wives want to give the uh, part of the, their earnings to the church, and, and, and they will hold very tightly if the wife were to bless someone who is in need of blessing or is in need of, fi- of financial uh, financial resources, but yet they, they have an abundance that would not make a difference to their budget. So this is the situation we see. The spirit of Nabal is the spirit that is selfish, that is insensitive, that holds on to their supply instead of trying, instead of using it to bless others. And how does this develop into challenges within relationships when people are being selfish and making bad decisions? What kind of outcomes do you see? Well, we see the, the situation happening here where if, if you are, you are selfish and you're insensitive to those around you, then you're, you're sabotaging yourself because if, if you, keep everything and you become insular with everything that you have, what eventually ends up happening is that people begin to sense this. And in, 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 the, in the story, we see that even the servants that he had did not feel that he was approachable, that he could be talked to. As the dispute developed, we see that they did not speak with him. They speak with his wife, and they went to his wife and to his to, to Nabal's wife Abigail, and said, "Look, there is this dispute that your husband has started. See if you can if you can do something to help to alleviate this crisis, this tragedy that is looming on the horizon." So, when people are selfish like that, it tends to push others away. You tend to become insular and isolated and people don't see you as approachable but by giving you create a situation where you 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 develop rich and healthy relationships with others with those you have blessed so we see that in this story with with Nabal he was he was kind of an isolated figure where he didn't have the relationship. So when you're selfish, you rob yourself of rich relationships with others. So what other characteristics do we see Nabal exhibit in this story? As the story unfold and the the crisis developed, so we have. I want you to to just my listeners to picture this. So we have a a situation, a point in this story that. 
tells us the that kind of captures the kind of man that we are talking about because here we have Abigail as a woman when she realized that there was support there was going to be bloodshed between because David and his men were were coming after her husband she went on a donkey and she rode with supplies to meet David and his men. And while she was gone meeting David and his men and solving a crisis, we have Nabal who is having a big party and he's drinking and he became drunk. So we are told in verse 36 that, that he, he, he became intoxicated to the point where he was, he was very he was very drunk uh, because he had he had a he had a big feast. I'll just read a uh, part of that chapter here, verse thirty six, and it says, Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he had a feast in his house like the feast of a king, and Nabal's heart was merry with within him, for he was very drunken. So, in men who have this this spirit of Nabal, there is this tendency to use substance, to use addictions, whether it be pornography or whether it be other substance, as a way of avoiding the reality of, of what's going on around them. So we have Abigail who has gone to face the king, the, 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 the king to be David, to, present, to prevent bloodshed. But we have her husband having a party. And so we see this dichotomy between the couple in the relationship where one person realizes the danger, the extremity of the situation, whereas we see the other person who is oblivious and is having fun and is drinking. And I know some of you out here listening to my voice may be saying right now, that sounds like my husband, like mm -hmm. the house is on fire, the kids could be in danger, and he, he's just not aware of it. That's the spirit of Nabal. But some would say too, um, does he not deserve the right to relax or have a good time? Is that in and of itself a bad thing? Or is there something more when you see someone have this type of behavior exhibited? Like, can he just relax? He's got all these sheep to deal with. He's got these things going on. Can't he just relax and have a good time? Absolutely. I think there is a, there is a time for relaxation. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you should not have fun. And I'm not saying that there is, there is anything wrong in having, uh, in having a party. But I think there becomes a time when if, you're in, if your house is on fire and you're having a party, then something is wrong. If you're, if you're going bankrupt in your finances and you're still using the resources of your family to, to have a party, if you're relaxing when there are urgent things to be dealt with, then I think you, you run the risk of being like Nabal and you could be defined of having the spirit of Nabal. And so how can someone then go approach approach someone who may be in that situation because as you said one person is seeing the house burning down alarm bells are going off in their heads and the other person may be a bit more oblivious how can you bring to light the crises that may be around people when some people just don't seem to be necessarily as engaged how can you begin that conversation and you see that that's a very big problems in a lot of relationships a lot of of couples that come to me they have this problem playing out in their home situation where one person Usually the wife will say, you know, I, I go and I talk about these things that are looming on the horizon. 
these these battles that are are ahead of us that has to be fought and these 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 crises that that are happening that are not being dealt with and i am told that i don't have faith i am told that i am nagging i am told that i have to 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 trust god more so i think there is this tendency in christian circles uh where when one person sees these these things these big things like abigail did that needs to be dealt with and they try to speak out about it if the other person does not see the other person could be branded as all these negative things lacking faith not trusting not trusting god being nagging and it creates this tension in the couple's relationship because it's it's as if you are seeing these these problems and you're trying to get the other person to come on board but they're they're not seeing it they're in a situation where they just think that everything is the, the future looks very very bright when you're saying no the future is bleak Mm-hmm. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. If you've missed the first part of this show, we encourage you to check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And you can check out the Ungodly Spirits Radio broadcast, part two, looking at the spirit of Nabal. Or if you prefer, you can give us a call at 613-699-1677, and we will connect you with a copy of this show. So we're just in the process, Michael, of going through the types of characteristics that Nabal exhibited in 1 Samuel 25 that were ungodly and brought him a lot of trouble. We've already talked about the fact that his name in and of itself kind of predicted the kind of life this poor gentleman was having. His mother named him the name of Fool. And senseless, I think you had said earlier. And he's kind of living up to his name in many ways. Absolutely. And we just described a situation where um, he was showing some addictive type behaviors, was oblivious to what was going on in his household. And um, we had described some strategies people can do if you see someone or you're in a relationship where you may be seeing the skies falling and you know bad things are on the horizon and your partner may not be as engaged in it, how you can start having those conversations. And you said it can be quite challenging. Yes. Are there steps people can take to begin that talk so they don't get called overreacting or crazy or absolutely, whatever the case absolutely. or all the, the types so of I things that will be hurled? Yes, uh, and I think it's good for us to touch on that because I think the first thing that you should do is to choose the appropriate time to talk about these things. Now, if you notice, if you look at the story of of Abigail, you can see that she chose the appropriate time. She took the actions. She didn't go to her husband as soon as she heard what he had done from the servant. She didn't go to him and complain, raised her voice, what have you done? She waited until after. She didn't approach him also when she came back and he was having this big party and he was drunk. No, she didn't approach him then. She waited until the next morning when he was sober. So I think that timing in this situation is very, very important. If you are seeing a crisis that your partner is not seeing, if you are seeing problems in the relationship, don't talk about it in the moment when something is going wrong. I think a lot of times when you you talk about it during that time, the other person is already on the defensive, they're stressed, and they realize that that, uh, things are not going quite well. So maybe after, when things are back to normal, when there is a quiet moment and you're having a cup of coffee, you know, and you're having a quiet evening, you can say, honey, there's something that, that, 
is on my mind that, that I, th I wanted to, to talk to you about. And this is, this is how I feel about what I see happening down the road. That is a quite different approach. And if you start with an argument that's saying you are causing things to happen that is mm. creating a crisis, there's something that I see that could be happening around down the road. Let us work together to see if we can come up with a solution. Now, that approach is better than saying, here are the solutions. Because if you go to someone and you already have solutions, then oftentimes people feel that they've been spoken down to, that you're treating them like children, and they resent that. So if you take this this collaborative approach where you said, let us look at some solutions and hear what they have to say. And then you can say, have you, have you also considered it? Have you looked at it this way? This is one thing that have worked for some, some of my friends in the past or, or work for other people in this situation. It is quite a different approach. And if you come with a list that's saying, you need to do this, and I've been telling you for 10 years that you need to do this, when you use those kind of words and that kind of an attitude, it makes it very, very di difficult to work through those, those, those difficult. And it's so interesting see, to see that Abigail herself modeled it in this right. story without even realizing it. So what other characteristics do we see Nabal show us in this story? Uh, Nabal has this characteristic of being impetuous, being short-sighted, doing things without considering the long-term effect of, of the outcome of it. Like when he insulted David and his men, he was not being, just being selfish and making a bad, a bad decision. He was also not thinking things true. So men who have the spirit of Nabal or the tendencies of Nabal are men who do things in a very short-sighted way. So I will, I will have uh, wives who will say to me, I could tell that that investment opportunity was going to go make us go bankrupt. I saw all the red flags of the bad final financial decision that he was putting us in. And I tried to, to warn him, but all he could see was the, the promises that, that were being made and, and, and the, 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 the promises and the amount of money that he could make. He would consider none of the, 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 the warnings that I gave him about what could happen down the road. And so I've spoken to families who have, who have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars because someone took a very short-sighted approach to a situation. But short-sightedness doesn't only happen in terms of financial situation. This, this Im impetuous uh, nature of Nabal's character reflects itself in, 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 in current-day men, in men who make bad decisions in terms of relationships outside of their marriage, deciding to put themselves in situations where they become tempted, uh, making, making decisions to go places that would, would, would put their character and, uh, in, in jeopardy. And so these bad decisions, sometimes it says that there's a saying that says it takes a lifetime to build a, a character, but it just takes one bad decision to ruin it. And so there are many men who have had this short-sightedness where that one bad decision, that decision to go to someone's house or to go out with friends, resulted 
in bad things happening. So so Nabal made this this took this short sighted decision of saying, No, I'm not going to give any of my supplies to David. And he insulted David. Who is this man David? There's a lot of servants and slaves running away from their masters today. Who is he that I should give what I have? But he was short sighted because he didn't think what is the what are the ramifications of this kind of decision? So men who have this short sightedness act out of impulse and they do not think what are the long-term consequences of my action? Maybe you're listening to this show today and you're saying, yes, I have made decisions that have affected my family. And it was based on this kind of short-sightedness, not thinking things true. So as we uh, get towards the end of the show, what other characteristics do we see Nabal exhibit? And are there any that we see in terms of his relationship with his wife, Abigail? Or are they just sort of solely based on him? Do we see things played out in his relationship? Yes, I think men who have these these tendencies that we have talked about so far tend to create in their relationship codependency. So this is the, the next uh, the next point about uh, men with the spirit of Nabal. They create codependency in their relationship because when you are making bad decisions, when you're acting in selfish way, when you have his kind of character where where you you are hiding behind substance abuse you're addicted like we see in verse 36 of chapter of chapter 25 of first samuel about nabal you create a situation where your spouse have to be taking up a lot of the responsibilities that you should do so we see this in this story between abigail and nabal where now it's abigail who is going out to save her husband from disaster she's riding one woman this picture of this one woman going out to meet the army of David who who already had swords drawn and was heading towards her husband and she's meeting them in this valley and 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 going with the with with supplies to prevent bloodshed that's a perfect picture of codependency mm-hmm. where a lot of uh, of women in in relationships where where the husband is acting in has these characteristics of Nabal they have to be taking on things and doing things to to rescue their husband and it creates this unhealthy situation because as long as you are rescuing and not letting the other person face the consequences of their action, then you create a situation, this codependency, where the person with Nabal character may be thinking, my actions are fine, look, we we have survived, there's nothing wrong, Uh, we are doing fine. And it creates this blindness, this this short-sightedness. It maintains those actions, those short-sighted actions, because they're never really living, reaping the consequences of their actions. And so what we often talk about when we explore these types of personality characteristics or traits is how did people get this way? So what kind of things do you think fed into this development of this type of character that Nabal had in this story and feeds into these type of character traits in men we see today? Well, I think in if we if we are sticking to the spirit of Nabal and this specific story, we 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 see a few things about Nabal and we can we can make a few a few deductions from what we see in the story. Number one, we know that he was very wealthy. Number two, because he's a fool and because he was this kind of a person that is mean and probably was not good in business dealings, we know that he couldn't probably have, have created this wealth by himself. 
So he was probably a very privileged person who inherited a lot of what he had. And as such, he, he was probably spoiled, selfish, and grew up in, in a way, we can deduce this from the arguments as well in the story, in ways that made him very self-centered. So men with this naval spirit are men who had things in their life and in their childhood that created self-centered behavior. It could be being spoiled. It could be being treated as a special child. It, it could be because they were gifted as children. And so they go into adult relationships with, with, with these kind of tendencies where, where they, they haven't had to work hard for anything. For example, they've had things come easy, so they, they, they can't work things out to consider how their actions might affect others. I wish I had time to go more into it, but I see that we are, we are out of time today. If you have questions about this show or you'd like to learn more about the Spirit of Nabal, give us a call at 613-699-1677. I'll be happy to speak to you more about this. There are some other points I could cover on this, but uh, we don't have time to go into it today. We're quickly out of time today. You can also listen to this show if you have just joined on by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Thank you for letting me join you again today, Michael. It was a pleasure, and I really had a blast doing this one. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Mm-hmm.